from In the Beginning to the Musical Apocalypse, this is The Bible Says What. I'm your host, Mike Wiseman. Worship, the feeling or expression of reverence and adoration for a deity. Such a strange concept, to worship an invisible mute being. Why would anyone want to worship something they can't see or interact with in real life? Sending someone crazy random happenstances is not communication or interaction, and it's definitely not any kind of personal relationship. To make matters worse, Psalm 136.10, To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt, his love endures forever. The guy that killed the children of Egypt in their sleep for his own glory, that's the guy whose love endures forever. That's the documented child killer Christians have chosen to worship. Let's start the show. Is there anything in the Bible that you yourself have an issue with? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it took you reading the Bible to realize that those things were bad for you? Yeah, it actually did. I, I didn't figure this out on your own? No, Ted, Ted Bundy could be redeemed. God doesn't kill children. What do you think the Passover was? Yahweh sets up a whole system in the Old Testament where you slaughter animals just so he's able to forgive you. Today's special guest is podcaster and leadership coach Cartwright Morris. Welcome to the show, Cartwright. Man, it's great to be here, Michael. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for taking the time. Tell us a little bit about what you do. Yeah, so uh, I help leaders, uh, specifically business owners, entrepreneurs. Um, a lot of my clients somehow organically become sales guys as well. Just guys in business generally who want to grow in their leadership. And that's not necessarily related to just business. Um, I'm finding a lot of guys who are leading are living in isolation. Hmm. And it's like they just need somebody to bounce off ideas, talk through stuff. It's funny. I I've had this happen a couple of times. I'll get like a uh, a wife who will mm. encourage me. She gets tired of getting <laughs> all the complaints. So she's like, you need to talk to somebody about this. And that's generally <laughs> where I get a lot of my clients. So yeah, I just like to help leaders really grow and step into more mm. of their stuff in a more rounded way and really step into that calling and gifting and, and uh, kind of enjoy more of their life because it mm. can kind of be lonely and uh, stressful. Mm, and life is life can definitely be lonely and stressful. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. So, what's one of like the the major problems you see with these leaders? You know, I would really say it's it's isolation. I mean, I said that before, but yeah. it, it's you just get in your silo, and you think you can only. So, I don't know. This just could be our upbringing, a more masculine thing that we just kind of get in our world, and we think the solution to our problem, I have to figure this out. I can't let anybody else in. Hmm. Or there's a bad core belief that they can't trust anybody with some of their struggles. And so they just end up kind of in this cycle and therefore like they're more stressful, they're more anxious. Hmm. They, can't, they just struggle making decisions. And it's like, how do I get out of that isolation and really find the solutions. And a lot of that is in relationship. I mean, women, we they do this well. They do this naturally. Mm. Where men, like, it's hard to really, you know, we I like to say women are really good at the face-to-face -face relationships. Men are better at the shoulder-to-shoulder. -shoulder. Mm. Like, you know, we can go watch a game. We can go do something and hang out. and But we're, we're going to kind of keep it surface level. And where women, they'll dive, they'll dive deep in. <laughs> Right I like diving deep in, man. I don't know. You, yeah, you probably, I'm the same way. Yeah. I guess what we like podcasters. We won't. We, we're, we're tired of the surface level stuff. We <laughs> yeah, let's dive stuff. in. Let's talk about it. Let's uh -huh. figure it out, man. Hundred percent. No, I'm definitely that face to face. I, I'm. I mean, shoulder to shoulder as well. I mean, I guess that, that's fun as well. But that mm -hmm. face to face is where where shit really happens, man. That's where we get down oh, to the 100%. nitty gritty. Um, awesome. So you mentioned isolation. How does that fit in with? Um, well, I guess we back up a little bit here. Well, describe your God to me. What, what, who is your God? Describe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I believe in the God of the Bible, Bible God, you know, that he is intimate, personal, all powerful. Mm. You know, he, uh, says who he, is. I mean, we can look at who 
my God is through the lens of Jesus, right? When we study the four books of the Gospels, we can have a better understanding. And when we start there, we can literally understand the Bible more. We can understand who God is more. Huh. You know? Interesting. Lens of Jesus. Have you ever tried reversing that? Looking at Jesus through the lens of God. <clears throat> yeah, 100%. Well, I think you, it's understand, like, I think you kind of start there. That is looking at God through the lens of Jesus. That's good. Yeah. Because I think when we. No, Jesus through the lens of God. Yeah, yeah. Jesus yeah, through the lens of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, you, I take I take the jealousy part. Let's just take the jealousy part in the Old Testament. God says he's a jealous God that punishes children. Several times he says it in there. So if I'm going to take that lens, that God lens, that jealous children punishing lens and look at Jesus, it's going to be a different light. Yeah. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And I, th uh, I think there is something to the redemptive nature of that. Hmm. That we're really trying to, the Father is communicating a jealous love that mm. can't be filled with just actions, mm. with trying to meet up to these standard of expectations of the law set in the Old Testament. Huh. And so when Jesus comes, he communicates that jealousy. Like, I want all of you I, to the point that I'm willing to lay down my life for you. And I think, I think we really, yeah, the punishment, like, yeah, like you hit, that's a good point that really... He's a jealous God to the point of punishment. Yeah. Right? Well, I think that's showing that there's no standard of human beings that we could actually meet that. Hmm. And Jesus had to pay that for us. That's right? a tough one to start off with. I'm sorry, but... Um... No, it is. It is. <laughs> I just kind of gave you... I don't know how much I thought through that question. So, I mean, you hit me right on the spot. No, it's I good. Like we'll, it, we'll, we'll tackle more on that for sure. Um, but mm -hmm. I, I wanted... Basically, what I wanted to talk about was that isolation part. Um, it, do these... Do these leaders not have God with them? Yeah, I would say that. They do yeah. have God with them. Yeah, I mean, I would say most of my clients, they, they have a belief in God, especially the God of the Bible, Christian God. Huh. Like, um, But, I, you know, I mean, in huh. Genesis 2, right? I mean, that was, you know, God walked with Adam. Adam had God, but yet Supposedly, God said it's, yeah. not good for, it's not good for man to be alone. And that's when he created a woman. Like, I think he made us relational. Interesting. That's another yes. interesting point. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, yeah. So if if God's relationship is not enough for man, how is it perfect? How is it a perfect personal relationship? How is it awesome if it's not enough? Right. So as Christians, we believe in the the triune being of God. Mm. I don't know if you've heard this before. There's Just God a few the times. A few times. <laughs> <laughs> Right. There's God, the Father, God, the Son, hmm. Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Right. That he had perfect love within himself. Right. And he just, <laughs> he just expanded it. That's, that's all that's, he did. He expanded funny. it. So, and he brought us into the equation. And I think he, when he made us in our own image, we desire that same thing. We desire more intimacy. We desire hmm. more meaning. We desire uh, more intentionality in our relationships. Hmm. Um, we desired a more collaborative. I think that's something that's really missing in our world today is, is we're more connected. We're less, you know, really collaborative mm. in our efforts. We're all Helpful. kind of siloed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, I see that. Yeah. Yeah. Isolated in your own little bubbles and, and yeah. Yeah. We need to collaborate more. Yeah. Preach it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But uh, so the isolation part, this is what I don't understand. So if you've mm -hmm. got this personal relationship with the almighty, most powerful, loving being in the planet, why yeah. do people still feel isolated? Yeah, well, I mean, like I, I think he did make us for community, needing the needing others. So he gave us a need of, uh, so he gave us isolation, that feeling of isolation, so we would need other people. Well, I think you could find out more about him through uh -huh. relationship. Interesting. I think there's a lot of Christians that do believe that. Like, I don't, I don't need to go see a counselor. I don't necessarily need a relationship because I've got God. But I think that's a cop out. Mm -hmm. That really, I think, you know, there is when He made us in His image. There is God Himself being reflected, and we see the vastness of who He is through reflection of other people. Hmm. So and he really get to discover more the nature of God by being in relationship. Hmm. Made us with that. Yeah. Interesting. <clears throat> so he made us to where he would not be enough. We would need other people. Well, he would be enough. He just may be founded in other people, right? I oh. think. Yeah. Interesting. So he's found in other people. 
Yeah, he's found in other people. I think he's found in nature. I think he's found. We find more of who he is through his creation. Nature's pretty brutal, man. Oh, yeah. Nature. Yeah, 100%. So do we find very terrifying God in the brutal terrifyingness? 100%. Wow. 100%. I mean, you go to the mountains, you think about like standing like just in awe as someone that could create this. But then you think about the terror of, you know, falling off that mountain. You think about the, the grizzly bear that's out yeah, there. there you that's go. Ten times my size. And a here, hungry. you know, yeah. Like in a second, he could take my life if mm. he wanted to. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Unfortunately, bears don't generally do that. They uh, tend to pin you down and pick you piece by piece. Uh, <laughs> Ow. I actually heard that recently. I want to oh, actually geez. say it was Joe Rogan that actually bears, that's the worst way to go because they'll start tearing you apart like a oh. salmon. Well, that sucks. I'll have to look at I'll have to look that up to make sure that's right. But yeah, that's that does not sound fun. <laughs> Holy cow! Uh-uh. So being ter- torn apart by bears is not fun. Uh, we all agree on that. Uh, yeah. But when we look at the Bible, there's a spot in there. Speaking of bears, where God sends two bears to rip up some kids because they called somebody bald. Now, as a bald man, oh, yeah, I understand it sucks being called bald sometimes. But Someone you know, you got to have some hair. I get it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who cares? <laughs> you know, I got hair here. It's, it's okay. <laughs> well, I wish I could grow hair here, Michael. <laughs> I wish I could grow it on top, but we're you know we're in our different worlds. <laughs> so being ripped apart by a bear sucks. So do you think that's a, a holy, righteous, or good, or loving act to do, or do you think that even happened? That's a good question. Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> that's a great question it's weird hmm. it's a it's a strange thing yeah yeah but i mean god the harshness of some of that those bible verses is just insane especially like <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure there's many times we see little punk kids bullying people we probably want some bears but <laughs> i don't know it's pretty harsh man it's pretty harsh <laughs> oh man that's interesting justice is interesting the hmm. fascination what does justice really mean? I mean, because you're right, that's just straight up bullying, but like to the point of death. Yeah. Like that's 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 a whole nother level of justice. That I, I don't I don't grasp. I don't understand. Pretty harsh. Yeah. It, it's interesting. Where in the Bible is that? Because I know the verse Second Kings about. 2, 23 through 25. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. Elijah they're making fun of, weren't they? Elisha. Yeah. Elisha had a bald head and he called down, he called God and said, God. Send down his spirit into the bears, and they killed forty-two kids, like 42. ripped them apart. Forty-two of the bo- forty-two of the boys. Man, yeah. yeah, man. God allowed that. It was a jealous God, so he was pretty upset. You know, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> There's pretty... some harshness, man. Yeah, because I think what we see in the Old Testament is we see, like, there is like this. It's hard to even say holy anger because you would hear that and you're like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't but, sound. Uh, there's <laughs> an anger of holy. like, here's here's the standard, <laughs> mm. right? And yeah. God does not like when people don't meet the standard. Interesting. But then, but then he realizes, but but he, I think, and we as Christians believe from the beginning, he knew we could never live up to the standard. Well, that's so, and that's why crappy of him to make us that way. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Man, man, but it, it's man. I mean, that's a hot, tough verse to mm. uh, reconcile. Hundred percent. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. 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 There's there's a lot of them in here, man. There's a lot. Oh of yeah. Them. <laughs> oh yeah. And and if we're getting our standard, if God is our standard of good, if God is our standard for morals, and mm-hmm. we can understand God by reading His book, the things mm-hmm. I've read about God. Make him a monster, an egotistical maniac in some points. So, I mean, how do we connect these verses to the God that you worship? Are you really worshiping the same guy who sent down bears to tear apart kids? I mean, hmm. yeah. I mean, but then, we're, yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah. I would say, yeah, I am. Mm. I absolutely am. And for whatever, this is the standard. So, and then therefore, I guess it always comes back to, but who am I to take the position of that, of the standard? Of I am the a human being of right with, and wrong. 
with common sense and a rational brain. I can say that these things are bad, and I'm not going to worship somebody that does bad things. Worship somebody that's bad things. You know? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not going to worship anybody to begin with. I think worship is a very strange concept. But I'm not going to worship somebody who does these kinds of things. Like The, the flood, the, the, the story of the, the uh, Passover. God, the Passover. Such a disgusting story. So many bad things in there. So many. Like, it just... It just Killing the so... firstborn. Yeah. Oh, and the reason for it, it was premeditated. Well, anything he does is premeditated, I guess, because he knows everything. But mm-hmm. he started off by saying, I'm going to harden his heart so that I can kill his kid. That's how God starts off that story. It's terrible. Yeah. It's very terrible. And then yesterday, just yesterday, I was doing a little a little Bible study. And then I came across a verse in Ezekiel that kind of, well, I'm just going to read it here. Um, he God claims that he could have done, he could have, he does this. I will give you, sorry, Ezekiel 36, 26. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful of my laws. So he's able to do that to people. He's able to give them new hearts. Why didn't Mm -hmm. he do that with Pharaoh? Like instead of hardening him and killing people and slaughtering people, and then even uh, Exodus 14, 17, he decides to harden all of the Egyptians. It's like, holy cow, man, calm down. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Just like, well, what if he gave Pharaoh a new heart, a kind heart that replaced it? And, and there was no more slaves and they, they all became Jewish and everybody worshiped Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Like, why all the death and destruction and chaos? Yeah. It just doesn't add up for me. There's so yes. many things. So many things got right. 100%. And I think if you go in there looking for that, you will find it. <laughs> I, well, where's the good stuff? Tell me the good stuff. Well, I would say the good stuff is at the end of the day, I think God does value choice. Hmm. You okay, know, and and that's what we you start when you're reading the New Testament is for freedom that Christ has been sent for freedom. You've been for set free. F- like there is free. the desire. Who had me that, in bondage? What? Who who was holding me? Who was being kept keeping me captive? I mean, we would say that we live in a fallen world. We live in a sinful world. Who created it? Well, God created the world, and we brought sin in. God created it this way. God could have created it without sin, but he chose to he create it this yeah. way. Because he chose the power of choice. The power of the trees. The, the trees. pointless trees. <laughs> the he could have put those trees on the moon, Cartwright. Right. That would have been a lot smarter of a choice. But no, he needed man to fall so he can create this world this way, the way he wanted it. Or he le- he's the he values reward. Well, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Like he values the choice uh-huh. so that there is reward. When there is no choice, we become robots. Do angels have a choice? Uh, yeah. Do, mm-hmm. So they have free will? Yeah, I believe so. So when the angels are in heaven, they're able to sin? I think so. Yeah. A perfect I mean, that's what heaven. We learn from the story of Lucifer, right? Yeah. So. so how is heaven a perfect place then? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, how are we not going to be robots in heaven if we're if if I'm able to sin in heaven? If we're able to disobey God in heaven, how is that a perfect place? How is sin able to enter heaven? Well, I mean, I would say Lucifer, he became, I mean, this is going back to worship, right? That, that word. <laughs> Circle that around. Love. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> is, hmm. is Lucifer became, he saw himself hmm. and he thought he was better. Where I would say in heaven, hmm. when we, and this is, I think, in the real world is, we live when we're in awe of God and we're in awe of Jesus and who He is. We, the self becomes. We think of ourselves less. Where Lucifer he sinned because he saw himself and he thought he was the greatest thing ever and he was hmm. on an equal footing with God, and that's is what he? led him to sin. Is he on an no. equal footing? Mm-mm. Does he know he's not on an equal footing? I have no idea. Well, I mean, <laughs> God created I him. I mean, he would think that. God's more. He's powerful a created than being. Him. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, at that so, point, no, yeah. he's not. Well, <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, let's get back to Satan there. But why would uh-huh. he create Satan? Did God know what Satan was going to do? That's. I don't know. Yeah, I would say. I mean, yeah. This is a discussion even within Christians, right? Yeah. <laughs> that there is like, oh, God knew He predestined this. Premeditated, man. Led, led to the fallen world which created choice where beings could choose him mm. out of love and not out of 
uh, obligation. Mm, what happens if we don't love him? Now that is another gray area within Christians. That's like, <laughs> okay, they, mm-hmm. well, the wages of sin is death, right? Mm-hmm. In, in Romans. Okay, what is death? Is that mm. hell? Is that eternal damnation? Is that fire and pitchforks? Mm. Right? Or is that just cease existence? Mm. What does Cartwright believe? What does Cartwright believe? That's the one I've like. I'm I've been thinking over recent years. I'm like, and it's controversial. I mean, because I, mm. I you really just don't know what is the end all judgment, the weeping of gnashing of teeth that's you know been used. Mm. Mm. I would say separation from God. That's the that's the obvious one. I'm separated from God right now, and I'm doing just fine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, dude doesn't live in my heart, not in my head. He's not in my house. I mean, mm-hmm. so I'm 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 separated from God. So is this this supposed to be the hell that we're all enduring? No, I don't oh. think so. Because I would say in this life, you know, we're all have some being held together by God in some way. Huh? I mean, even the molecules in our body and cells are being held together because of, He exists. Interesting. How does that work? That's a that's quite a claim there. He's yeah. holding my <laughs> molecules together. Like, is his hands around me right now, like pushing every molecule back in, or is I he mean, using his superpowers with his mind? And you know, super, how does yeah. it work? <laughs> I couldn't tell you that. I have no idea. That's but such that's a weird what thing. I believe to the core of me, a conviction that I and uh, I believe I am hmm. being held together because he exists. Hmm. He that he is that big. Interesting. Yeah. Such a weird statement. I love it. Thank you, man. Um, so yeah. <laughs> as far as uh where were we? Satan, yes. He knows he oh, created Satan. Talk about he, him, huh? he know, yeah, yeah, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, he knows he created him, he knows what, what was gonna happen, uh, but he did it anyways. And oh no, hell, that's where we were at. Sorry, I apologize. Hell, that's what we were talking about. So as far as hell goes, as far as I go, when I die. Am I just going to be separated? Is God going to put me on a beach somewhere just where he's not? Or, or I mean, would he want me to suffer in some way? Like, how does that work? Oh, man, does God want me to suffer? Yeah. Oh, like as in like eternal damnation suffer? Yeah, just, you know, even like because mm-hmm. some Christians claim that um, being away from God is painful. And I, I don't think that's true because obviously I'm away from God now and I'm not. In pain, besides my, mm-hmm. I'm 41 years old. The normal pains that come with that, um, right? <laughs> but I mean, that, that's it. it. It's it's so weird to me. And and even as a loving father, if if God is supposed to be this ultimate, the ultimate role model of a loving father, if my kids didn't love me or want to be with me, I wouldn't send them someplace that would hurt them or harm them in any way. I would still make sure that they did, they can be happy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It just doesn't add up for me. A lot, a lot of stuff doesn't add up for me. Pretty much most, right? Of it. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's but that's where I'm. I I'm at Michael, where mm-hmm. I I am wondering. Yeah, what does that look like? I mean, that's why I I would say there's some. I think it's called uh, an annihilationist. Have you heard of this? Mm-hmm. Where they just cease to exist. Yeah, there's like- not the separation is not putting them say you know where they're as you said you know suffering. Yeah. But, it, you know, I don't know if, how much of C.S. Lewis, you you know, he would, you know, he would say in his book, um, oh, man, well, my brain lost. You're good. Uh, is it mere Christianity? No, there's another. It's a fictional book. Anyway, it's really good uh, where he basically talks about it's usually their choice hmm. to live in separation from God. Like, I mean, you're clearly like, hey, I'm yep. completely good with it. It's my choice. I'm good. Like, and yeah. I would even those who experience heaven would rather go back to hell in a sense and live in that existence hmm. heaven yeah it doesn't sound like much fun to me have you read about this place streets are made uh, of yeah. gold there's like jewels everywhere not my kind of thing not my kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> you gotta sing praises to this guy every day you wait, wait you don't have the dazzle rings on your <laughs> i stay away from everything but dazzled <laughs> it's not my thing you know some people like it that's whatever you know more power to you but just right Keep it out of my heaven. I don't know. It's not my right. idea of heaven. I mean, That's and I would say that analogy is, especially in the context of that, that would be that would be an, mm. an allegorical thing because mm. that was beauty, that was wealth, that was the that was to them, yeah. So the people that wrote the Bible 
came right. up with this idea that that would be a great idea what heaven would be like so they wrote it down mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's actually what heaven is like doesn't mean that's yeah. actually god in there you yeah. know all these stories I mean, yeah i mean i would say i mean i've you know i would say someone i very admire they say a lot of what earth our life on earth is freedom practice because when we get mm-hmm. to heaven we'll have unlimited freedom will you I don't know, man. It says you're going to be Yahweh's slave. You're going to have his name tattooed on your forehead. There's not going to be any night, and you're going to have to sing in praises day and night. I don't, or all day. I don't, it doesn't sound like fun to me, man. <laughs> I don't know. Well, and also you're looking through the lens of church, singing in praises. I mean, that's well, where a that's lot of kids, too. Just, yeah. You know, a lot of kids, I would say there's a lot of people, you know, growing up, they were like, I don't want to go to heaven because that looks like going to church all day. <laughs> and I would agree with them from that standpoint. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. most of the way our modern church is just, yeah, it's limited, it is to put it mildly. Yeah. Um, yeah, a little too structured, a little bit too choreographed. So was, it, was it more crazy, more wild up in heaven? Is that what you think? Could be. Like, yeah. like, a, like a rock concert? Just everybody's freaking Could out. Be. Ah! <laughs> Jesus! I don't know. <laughs> uh, such a weird concept. I love it. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, values, choice. Yes. Now, the choice part of it, mm-hmm. if if I never showed up to you or talked to you or anything and you denied my existence, you'd be in the right to deny my existence. You've never seen me. You've never heard of heard me. You never any of that. So right. how is it your choice at that point to not believe in something you've never seen or heard? Yeah. I mean, there are people who would say that, I mean, it's a great question because it's, it's a common one. I mean, people say God is revealing himself in nature, you know? <laughs> well, that could be any any creator God is revealing themselves in nature. I right. mean, it could be I anybody. Mean, Let's just pick one. Let's pick one that came before yours. Kali Ma, the creator yeah. goddess. All right. Yeah. That, I see her in nature. She came uh, before your God. So therefore, she's the creator. How do we decipher who the who the right one is? Is it the oldest one? Or is it just I don't know a feeling? I don't how do how do we do that? How do you do that? The the way we would say it is, it you know not too many gods came in the the manifest version of man. Okay, this is hmm. that has been there's been many of those right. Mm-hmm. Came as a man, lived that life, and then died and was resurrected. Uh-huh. There's, you there's know. a lot of there's a lot of died and resurrected gods. There's tons of them. Die, and like died fully as a man, fully as a man. Wait, hold on. Yeah. Wasn't wasn't Jesus part God? Isn't he like a demigod? He's half man, half God. Well, everyone would say that uh, you know he would. The language is we say he's fully God and fully man. That's not how math works. He can't be hundred percent man, hundred percent God. Oh my God! Let's go back to math class. Let's not. I hate math. Um, <laughs> Michael, I, and let me just say it. I mean, I, I fully volunteered to come on, but let me just say, like, I get why you don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> and I get the way I sound probably to a lot of your listeners is mm. like, oh, yeah, that guy. But there's something in the core of me that I've experienced too mm. much. I know too, too much to go back. I hear that. I hear that. And I feel the same way. I've looked behind mm. the curtain. I've seen behind. I've seen Oz working the machine. Mm. The Wizard of Oz. If that's his name, I don't remember. But overrated movie. Oh, I said it out loud. There it is. Uh, <laughs> Talk but, about dark. Oh, you know, man. Having a guy hanging in the back. Yeah. The oh, it's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of Disney films. I think Tarzan had that too. The guy's hanging in the little shadow. And the, yeah. Oh, man. Good stuff. Disney. It's lots of fun. But <laughs> talk about Overlords. Yeah. Anyway, continue. I forgot what I was talking about. Dang it. Lost track. I distracted you. Choice. Uh, is that choice. Where you're at? Yeah, we'll go back to that choice. Yeah, yeah. So how is it my choice when he's never shown up? If I had a dad that never showed up and I, why would I love this father of mine? How would I call him my father if he's never shown up? And how is that my choice? It's his mm-hmm. choice. He never showed up to prove to me that he's real. Right. Has he shown up for you? You said you've had experiences that you can't mm-hmm. think. Oh, that's where we're at behind the curtain. Um, I've looked behind the curtain. I've seen, I've studied the Bible. I've seen in there. Mm-hmm. The things that he has supposedly done and where they came from the people before that. Yeah. So how does that work for you though? 
Yeah. I mean, I would say I, I, I have had a personal encounter with God. So like a physical person showed up and said, hi, I'm God. No, no. Uh-uh. I wouldn't say okay. that. Okay. Uh-uh. What was it? How, how, what was this? The, the best evidence you got? What was the thing that convinced you the most? Well, one is just the, the complete change in the in how I live and operate. That fruit of that experience, right? There's a complete ch- mindset shift, and my huh. behavior changed. Well, I did that right? too. I used to be an asshole, but now I'm not. I mean, you mature. <laughs> it's called maturing. I don't need. Well, God did you for have that. a moment that changed that? Was Lots of a... little moments through my life. It's it's there's there's just moments, you know, that you mm-hmm. come to realizations. You're like, oh shit, I shouldn't probably say those things, or I shouldn't probably act like that, you mm-hmm. know. There's, yeah. You come to these realizations in life. I did all of that yeah. after I left Christianity. So none of it was done by God. Oh, so you have an experience in the church. I did. I grew up yeah. in the church. Yeah. yeah okay. Pastors. Oh, what, what denomination? Uh, evangelical. Yeah. Holy roller, all that. Yeah. Okay. okay. Laying on hands, the spirits and the tongues. Oh, yeah. The... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some I'm crazy things, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Dude, I yeah, I mean, I've been involved in the charismatic church, hmm. non-denominational, and it, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. There's it's some the stuff world. that's really weird. It'll weird you out. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, so I mean, I, I would say, yeah, to your experience. What was your experience? Say, what was my the one? Was, well, one, it was, uh, you know, you actually do feel like a, it's like a, weighted blanket you feel a difference physically and sense like in your senses like there is a change in the environment so you change your attitude and and there's a change in the air people call that a ghost too like oh there's a ghost in here the room temperature changed you know things like that i don't believe in ghosts either but Mm -hmm. um so how do you know it's your god sending you these feelings and or changing your mind or brain instead of yourself or another god how do you know it's not another god sending you these feelings how do I know it's not another God? Mm. <laughs> um, hmm. I mean, it could be Dr. Strange manipulating your mind from another universe. It could be anything, <laughs> but you've chosen Yahweh. Why? Yeah. Well, I Why would say that? the fruit, the experience that I had was consistent with fruit. what I read in the Bible. Okay. Explain the fruit. And what I've taught. What? Explain the fruit. Let's dive into that. Fruit. What's well, fruit I you're mean, talking about? Right. Yeah. I would say I'm a kinder person. I am a more self-aware person. I am hmm. uh, a more hopeful person. I, you know, experience, um, have a higher value system for hmm. others more. I'm more self less self-absorbed. And all this comes from God. hundred percent. Higher value yeah. for life. Mm-hmm comes from God. Do we now see I think we're just looking at the Jesus lens again. Look through mm-hmm. the God lens and then look that. through it. So yeah. you mentioned kinder and and you have a higher value for human life essentially. Mm-hmm. Why do you think God is kind and has a high value for human life? Why do you think he's well he sent his son. I mean, all right, so God to Jesus, right? You Wait. Know? So he sent his son to die. Because he was angry at people and was unable to forgive them without bloodshed. You think well, that's kind? Yeah, hundred percent. Oh my god! He didn't have to. He didn't have to send those son. He didn't have to. No, actually, yeah, no, hundred percent. Hebrews nine twenty two. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. God can forgive without blood, but He refuses to. So because uh, He's so mad at people, yeah. I'm just going to ask you straight out: Would you? Would you? You would Cartwright slaughter the innocent? To forgive the guilty. Probably not, but I don't think like God, so. Right, because we're not monsters. Yeah. We're kinder than that. We hold <laughs> human life yeah. in more value than that. He mm-hmm. doesn't. Daniel 4.35, he, he says, uh, uh, he does all that he pleases with the powers of the heaven and the peoples of the earth. They are regarded as nothing. Mm-hmm. He does not yeah. hold a higher fo- uh, uh, life in a higher value. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Passover, we just talked about the Passover. That whole entire thing was pointless. He did not have to kill anybody, but he wanted yeah. to, to show off his powers. He says it a couple places there. He wanted to show off how powerful he was. He wanted everybody to see how cool he was. And, and yeah. the, the Egyptians still didn't worship him. That, that was part of the thing, too. They never worshipped him. Uh, yeah. and one of my favorite ones is uh, Exodus 3.22. You will plunder the Egyptians. Yeah, that didn't happen either. 
great story. Great story. Full of great morals. Oh, my God. So (laughs) (laughs) that's what I'm seeing. Those aren't kind gestures. Those Mm -hmm. aren't. Uh, human humans in value are holding humans in a high value. Man, that word for me. <laughs> yeah, I don't see that. Where do you see him holding us in a high value? Where do you see him being kind? Be- I mean, Jesus, I I can't see that as kind, man. Killing something because you're unable to forgive people—that's yeah. not kind. That's that's ruthless and pointless. I don't. Yeah. yeah. So where's the kind? Anything besides that? Give, give me another one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I would. You know, it's. To forgive someone, there is always a price to it, right? Right, but it's you're, not bloodshed, Cartwright. Not bloodshed. You're and right. we're not yeah. killing the innocent to forgive people. Like, what a thing. I have to kill something that's completely innocent in order to forgive you. But I'm a loving God. Yeah. That doesn't sound... Well, I mean, the other option is our death, right? What do you mean? And we're not innocent, you know? I would say we're, we're, you know, like going, I mean, we'll go back to the hell thing, but I mean, it's the the complete separation from God, right? Hmm. So, what do you mean? Well, I mean, if, if, if there is no forgiveness, as there Hmm. is no sacrifice, Hmm. late, we, we still live in separation. We still, we can't hang out with God. What? We can't hang out with God if we, if there's, we can't live a internal, if God doesn't kill himself to himself, he won't let us hang out with him. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, come on. <laughs> well, I, I mean, don't... I would say there's something beautiful in that. I, no, I would say no. there's something inviting to that. How is that, that... beautiful? Yeah. Well, if I, mean... I told you, I can't hang out with you unless I kill your cat. <laughs> that sounds pretty dark yeah that sounds pretty dark but if it's if god can't hang out with you unless he kills himself to himself it's beautiful mm-hmm. hmm. i don't get it i just it's just not registering for me i don't understand well i would say it's the the well i mean you gotta think of the context of the price equivalent okay right you know i mean <laughs> if I mean, the thing is, is the the greatness of our sin, our dis, our what is so horrible that you did that he has to kill himself. <laughs> what is so horrible? What's so horrible. I mean, but there's a lot of people worse that done a lot worse right. than me. There's a lot of people that are a lot worse. We can, I, I, from what I know of you, you seem like a decent human being. You don't deserve hellfire or separation or death or any of that. I don't understand. Help me understand, Carter. I mean, what do you what, what does decent mean? What is that? Well, I I don't see you as a documented child killer. We can start yeah. off with that. Okay. I mean, not you haven't that, killed any children rapist, that I know of, right? Not a murderer, not right. a drug dealer, not well, a yeah. you're not a you're not a child killer. Let's start off with that one. God mm-hmm. is. God is. Okay. So can we judge him as two people, normal human beings who have not killed children? Mm-hmm. Can we judge a child killer? Are we allowed to? Yeah, I would think so yes. in our society. Yeah. So why can't we judge God in the same manner? Mm-hmm. It just doesn't add. And then he tells us we're broken. He tells us we're bad. Yeah. This guy that drowns puppies tells us that we're bad. <laughs> Dude, I think he's got a little backwards here. That just doesn't add yeah. up. How does that up mm-hmm. for you? How does that work? Well, that adds up to me in the context of like, who am I to put myself in the place of him? You're somebody who doesn't there's drown puppies. Some... What? <laughs> You're somebody that doesn't drown yeah, puppies. Yeah, I mean, I think there's more nuance to that in my mind. Please explain to me the nuance for drowning puppies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one is is context, is translation. What is the context? Was that puppy rabid? I mean, why did he have to drown all the puppies on the planet? He drowned all the puppies in the... Oh, you're talking about the flood. Oh, yes. oh. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. You got me. I mean, man, I don't... I don't. I was not there in that place in time. Hmm. I don't know historical context hmm. for whatever reason he did. And he, and he saved a small portion. A small family, yeah. A small family and two by two animals, right? Weird, weird story too. So yeah, when cool. the animals got off the boat... What did the lions eat? Oh, 
probably uh, something that was out there and that was already on the boat, right? Maybe a <laughs> that's where yeah, that yeah. doesn't add up. Oh, yeah. I don't can't do that math. How did those penguins get to Antarctica? Mm-hmm. How did the fish survive salt water and fresh water being mixed together? Right. There's so many problems here. So right. many problems with Noah's Ark and the Bible in general, but Noah's Ark we're talking about right now. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like, what did all the meat eaters eat? Something had to have gone extinct at some point. It's, it's, it yeah. just doesn't add up for me. It just doesn't work. And then it tells you that the, the Ark went up the uh, higher than the tallest mountain. Well, how do they breathe? Wouldn't it be freezing up there? Yeah. I don't know. A lot of things just don't add up. Yeah. If you're higher than me. Everest. Yeah. 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 Yeah, how are they breathing? Did God get a little oxygen bubble over there? Like, I don't know. Just, it's just nonsense to me. And then did no one know? Did he warn everybody on the planet? Of course not. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a telephone system. Dude didn't even have a megaphone. Hey, you're going for right. coming. How far does that reach? The next town at the most, you know, the next person's going to like, like, how is that a, a, a sufficient warning for the planet? By the way, I'm going to drown you all and your puppies. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there's probably some full-grown dogs on there, <laughs> right? But I'm worried about the puppies, man. That's the harshest part. The harshest right. part to me is the puppies, right. the kittens, the babies, all these infants and toddlers pointlessly drown because God regret making what He made on purpose, knowing He would regret to make it later. Yeah, when you do that logic, I I, I get it. I get why you, you don't like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just again, it doesn't add up for me. I, mm-hmm. I don't I don't get why. I, I just don't understand why you're still a believer at this point. Like you know these things are in there. You you he doesn't talk to you. He doesn't show up to your birthday party. He's mm-hmm. never actually said anything. Mm-hmm. So why are you a christian I mean, you said you've had feelings and experiences but these experiences aren't actual sightings and and, and verifiable that nope, it's God. i wouldn't say verifiable evidence uh-uh. yeah so why yeah. why believe at that point why do i believe at this point yeah what's the alternative to just not believe in fairy tales not um, believe in fairy tales <laughs> i mean i mean notice arc we can we 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 can dissect that Mm-hmm. down to nothing and it's obviously mm-hmm. a fairy tale obviously a lot of things in here are obviously fairy tales yeah and i would say from our 2023 yeah it 100 sounds mm-hmm. like a fairy tale but we don't really understand the full weight and context and historic i mean there's just, just so many other factors that we have no idea mm-hmm. about and i would say the reason why i'm a christian is man, I guy I've been depressed, I've been suicidal, I mm. have I have tried to go after what this world has for me, and mm. especially according to the culture I live in, and it, it is nothing but a wasteland. It's boring, wow. it's hard, it's difficult. Life is hard, you and know. Difficult. Most people will just move, <laughs> go somewhere else. Well, I tried that. What'd you mm. say? I said, life is difficult. Absolutely. Hard and difficult. That's that's yeah. life. Regardless if you have God on your side or not, no matter what invisible friend you choose, yeah. it's, it's, oh, yeah. Life I mean, is difficult. I would say, yeah. I mean, yeah. And I would say, even as Christians, yeah, we, we have the promise of suffering that's been, been told of pain and disappointment. It's just life, man. They, they, they can promise you all that want, but in reality, that's just how life works. It's pain and suffering. You got to get through yeah. it, build the, make the best. But that we don't suffer for nothing. And I think when you have that eternal value, there are always is something. I'm not even saying after this life. I'm saying just even yeah, here and now. In this life. So God wants you to suffer. I think he wants us to, yeah, under live this life where it's hard, it's difficult. Because wow. people that are, you, you know, you know any trust fund kids? I know them. They don't end up very good. <laughs> but I'm telling you right yeah. now, I don't want my children to suffer. I'm not going to put things in their way so that they will suffer on purpose. I'm not going to give them a trial oh, just so that they'll be a better yeah. person. I'm not going to do that. God does that. Hmm. God puts these things in front of us. God God allows these things to happen to us. How, how is that a loving father? Let's say a, a kid with cancer. Oh, wow. Yeah. What, what good is that? And who gave him that cancer? Is it God or is it Satan? And if Satan did it, God knew he was going to do it, and he created him anyways. Yeah. So essentially, God gave that kid cancer. Yeah, you could say that. 
Why? <laughs> I mean, th th that's where in our seat, in our limited right here in front of us, we don't see the full picture. It, it does, it's not rational. It's not logical to give a child cancer oh, for any reason. Yeah. But you worship a guy uh, that does. I wouldn't say that. I mean, okay. I know a friend who died of cancer and he he went into cancer wards and he prayed for people and he saw them healed. He, <laughs> I would, you know, I, 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 I don't buy that. But I mean, you know, if he, prayer he worked, was we kind have, to his, we wouldn't he have didn't use his opportunity, his situation to be bitter and angry, but he actually used it to love and be kind and see change in their life and saw people's lives change, not even just the physical. If, if prayer worked, we wouldn't, it wouldn't be allowed in casinos. Oh, well, if I mean, that's worked, putting a it, transaction on it, right? That's exactly yeah. what it is. It's a transaction. You ask and, and he does it. He heals a kid, apparently. Some of them, but not mm -hmm. all of them, which yeah. is weird. So, I mean, on, you, no, no, I mean, it's no. not like you, you are, it sounds like you are an atheist. So you have no belief that there is something outside of the physical. No, I don't believe in invisible people. Don't believe in invisible people, that there's something going on beyond what we can see and touch and understand. Um, there's a lot going on that I can, I can't see and touch and understand it happens in space. It happens, uh, across the world, stuff like that. Yeah, no, I believe that, but mm -hmm. it, I don't believe there's invisible people controlling that. That's, that's the difference. Okay. Or physical people created that. I think it's just, yeah. But <laughs> I mean, things even like hope and love and well, I believe uh, in hope joy. And love. Of course. You know? My life is not boring as an atheist. Yeah. My life is extremely exciting. I, mm -hmm. I, <laughs> yeah, I, especially talking to Christians. I love it. It's my favorite part. I, I <laughs> love tell, getting man. down and dirty, yeah, man. I love, you've done this on? a I lot. I have not, and I'm kind of glad. This is good. <laughs> good. No, I'm, I'm glad you're here, man. Thanks for taking it. No, I mean, like, a lot, of, a lot of Christians don't uh, don't take mm -hmm. the questions very well, and you're you're mm -hmm. doing awesome. Appreciate it. Oh, thanks, man. But uh, but uh, but it's not boring. Mm -hmm. It's not boring. Like you you mentioned, it'd be boring without God. Why would it be boring without God? I mean, well, and I would say that's probably from my experience is it's just taking what's directly in front of me, living a life according to what I know, you know, my education, you know, my skill set, like I would be so limited in what I could do where so, now I have a, a grasp of such a larger that bigger things can happen because of my huh. belief and things have happened. Doors have been opened to me that shouldn't be open to me. I've experienced things that I shouldn't be able to experience. But in my own little world, if I believe what I did, you know, 15 years ago, I would 100%. I probably, I don't know if I'd be here. What is so unique about a door that opened that you know it's God that opened it for you? Well, it just shows that there's there's something beyond just me making this happen. That I don't have to hundred percent trust me. What's the to difference? Experience a more valuable, more enjoyable future. What's the difference between God opening some, a door and a random happenstance? A random happenstance. Those happen to me well, all the time. Is is one is on purpose and one is random. How do you know it's on purpose? How do you know God is sending this random happenstance on purpose? How do you know it's your well, particular? I would say, well, this friend? is what I, I take a lot of my clients through. And this is what I, mm -hmm. is like, you have to understand a lot of your history. A lot of what you've been through is, is not wasted and it's preparing you for the future. I mean, a lot of experiences I had in my past, good and bad, has prepared me for going that's, forward. That's life, man. That's how that's what that is. That's how that works. You well, grow, most people you aren't aware of that. Well, they no, are not. They want to avoid their past. Oh, they don't want to look at it. Even some Christians <laughs> do that. They no, want to belittle it. I want to forget about it. And but I think a lot of that is gold. It is mm. beautiful. I mean, I would say I have a, a friend who was a drug dealer. He said he was high for two years. And now he has an audience to speak into people in prisons and in places that he wouldn't have had if he didn't, if God didn't use that experience in his life. He's using it. God didn't. God's not doing anything. The guy had did the drugs. The guy stopped the drugs. The guy now talks about not doing drugs. Where's God in that? Well, the God is is in that he you know wrapped his truck around a, a telephone pole and. And he doesn't know how he came out unscathed. That's part of it. So right? kids with cancer, let them die. Driver who's on drugs. Save my buddy. I don't save know. Save him so he can talk to people about Jesus. 
I mean, this is what I mean. Egotistical you're, you're, monster, Cartwright. Do you see what I'm saying yes. here? Yes, you're, I 100% get what you're saying here. And I would say most people, there's a lot of Christians on the opposite of your spectrum. They don't want to even look at these problems. They don't want to struggle over them. Mm. I'm not saying as a believer, I don't struggle because I don't quite get it. Because I, mm. I go with your logic and then I go with what I believe and they don't match up a lot of times. Well, but I, there's I've, some things to struggle on this life that is good. Mm. That when I struggle over this, that I'm figuring out who he is, why he did this, but why do I believe he's this? I have a hundred percent. I've talked to several people who believe that yeah. God killed their child so that they would be closer to God or understand certain things. So how how do we know uh, which part oh, is God yeah. and which part is not God? Death. I mean, I would, these people, yeah. that's exactly what they needed yeah. to get closer to God, to be a better person yeah so, but in my mind i mean like i wouldn't say he's the god of death but yeah have you read the bible associated with god i know i know there's a lot <laughs> he of death drowned the entire god. planet he's gonna destroy right. everybody at the end everybody except for those he likes or who are allowed to hang out with him how is I mean, he history's pretty dark him? in general though michael i mean left to our own devices we're pretty dark in itself we were made this way he made us this way he could have chosen otherwise yeah so all the darkness comes from him. Isaiah but in the darkness, 7. there are the random situations where some people stand out and there is a and a light of goodness. And I would say some of those people aren't even Christians. I think it's yet they are representing. I think what? it's overshadowed by the death, the rape, the murder, the, 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 the horrible things that are done in churches in the name of God. Mm -hmm. So I think all that gets outweighed by those horrible, yeah. horrible things. And God just sits there and does nothing. God planned for all of this to happen. He released the bad guy so that the bad guy could do these things. Yeah. How is that the good guy? In what story does the hero require bloodshed for forgiveness and release a bad guy? Yeah. On purpose. I mean, knowing exactly what he's going to do. That's not the hero of the story at all. Yeah. <sighs> How yeah. is he the hero of the story for you? <laughs> how is he the hero of the story well i mean how would you articulate yeah how would i say he's the hero of my story well i would say because i'm just on i would say i'm on a redemption path i would say all of us are on this life where we are we're trending upwards it doesn't feel from a to b it's probably a little bit of peaks and valleys but i would say yeah i'm on a redemption path i only set in motion by him that I'm improving, I'm growing, I'm having more influence, I'm impacting more people, that I am becoming a better husband and a better father, um, a better leader because of him hmm. setting me on a different path, setting me on a place where the other one was darkness, depression, disappointment, hmm. comparison. Oh man, I was living so much comparison, comparing myself, where now I'm like, I have a better sense of identity of who I am, of like, where, you know, I'm, uh, I mean, it's your podcast, so I could say, fuck it. You're right. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Wouldn't be the first no, time. <laughs> I, I mean, and that's where, like, yeah, I'm not living according to a religious ide ideology hmm. that's more man-made, right? Hmm. That I'm actually living according in, in relationship with him, that I'm figuring this out as, as I go. And I get to share that with others and we get to all figure that out and we bump heads mm. a lot and it, it doesn't look pretty. It looks messy. <laughs> Absolutely. No, yeah. humans are, uh, we're, uh, we're interesting creatures. That's for sure. But see, yeah. I, I can just go the opposite. I can do the same exact thing. I am trying to be a better person. It's up and down every day is different. Sometimes mm. I'm a better person. Sometimes I'm just shit. You know, I am just having a bad day. You know, it, it happens. But I'm not going to attribute my ups and downs to God or Satan. This is me trying to rationalize. You cause my those world ups around. and downs in your life. Yes, 100. Mm percent -hmm. Not an invisible being mm -hmm. who I never see you interact with. Well, so what do you think of the narcissist who constantly believes that everyone else and every other circumstance is the reason why they're not growing? Well, I think God's the ultimate narcissist, but that's beside the point. Um, <laughs> it all comes back. <laughs> it all comes back. <laughs> yeah. I can guy. strive and I can do better, but without an invisible friend, I don't need this God, this documented child killer to make me a better person. I'm right. going to push aside that monster 
and do what I think is right. And, and what I think is right is do less harm to the world around me. Do the best that I can to help others. That's what I do. But there's some people who have your belief system is do less harm, hmm. but they end up doing harm because of that, the harm to others, right? Well, there's, and it works with any situation, with any religion, with any non-religion. It's just human beings. Human beings are fucked sometimes. It just 100%. happens. It mm -hmm. just, that's the way things are. And we can try and teach them. But, you know, I don't know. That's a, that's a whole smarter people than me can think about yeah. that and figure that out. But I'm telling you about me and you right now. We can better right. ourselves without a documented child killer, without a, this invisible God who needs bloodshed for forgiveness. But I would say I'm the opposite. I, I needed someone on the outside of me that's uh, beyond me about my understanding but he wasn't to change there. my understanding. He just what? sent you feelings, though. Just sent me feelings. I mean, he changed. Well, I mean, I would say it's it was... <laughs> <laughs> I heard the Boston song in the back of my, my mind when I was about to say that more than a feeling. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it, there is something There was beyond that. There was something that created a conviction in me that created something beyond that was hmm. only connected between me and that felt only connected between me and him, that there was something unique about me that I was Hmm. Uh, avoiding that what I was devaluing because I was trying to be like everyone else that I was trying to live according to this lifestyle that was, you know, part of my upbringing. Uh -huh. And I thought this was success. This was happiness, hmm. but truly finding out through him that there was something that I was uniquely made for something else and to go live a life discovering that huh. is so far beyond anything I could come up with or any human could come up with. You can come up with them. People do it all the I time. You discover so. themselves. I we agree. Like for ourselves. Yes. That's what we do. That's how yeah. our brains work. We mature. We figure things out. We use our past to, to correct the future, to, to, you know, yeah. learn things. I mean, I don't know we're never going to agree on that one, but right. I thank you so much for all of your time today. Uh, Absolutely. We're out of it. So go ahead and plug, plug your, uh, your podcast and your coaching stuff. Go ahead. And then, yeah. So I have, podcast called men are forged it's it is a lot of what me and michael just kind of talked mm -hmm. about that <laughs> basically like to me it's like you either believe there's something being built in you and so i hear stories not all of them christians of men that live their life they've experienced a level of happiness success and how they got there right and what experience that led them to who they are and so that's my podcast you could check that out on apple spotify hmm. and then i'm a leadership coach you can go to mentorforge.com and find out more about how i'm helping leaders get out of isolation and become better performers not only in their business but in their family and in their community hmm. awesome man thank you so much for your time thank you so much for your answers and patience obviously <laughs> uh we'll keep great in touch. conversation michael i appreciate Absolutely. it man thanks man we'll keep in touch i'll let you know when this comes out man. sounds good And that's all the show there is for you today. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard and want to help keep the recording light on, simply go to patreon.com forward slash BSW the podcast and sign up to be a supporter of the show. Your episodic tithes of a dollar or more will give you access to the patron feed, unaired conversations, early access to each episode, and much more. For the latest events, BSW swag, and a peek behind the scenes, head on over to the show's ever-evolving webpage at thebiblesayswhat.com. The Bible Says What the book is out. Head on over to thebiblesayswhat.com and get yourself and your grandma a signed copy. Thanks to the cosmic powers of the internet, it is now possible to buy me a beer or coffee online. Simply go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash BSW the podcast and click the appropriate buttons. If you can't support the show monetarily, please like, share, and or leave a review. As always, you can find me at the Bible Says What Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Instagram pages. You can also reach me at bswthepodcast at gmail.com. And no matter which platform you use to listen to your podcasts, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you won't miss out on the next episode. Until then, would you kindly pick up your Bibles and read them?
baby. What should I do for an Easter egg? Oh, that's always a funny one. Jesus VRs. <laughs> Thank you. Coming to a YouTube channel near you. Jesus VRs. Subscribe or burn.